Are you sick of diets, but you want to feel really freaking comfortable in your body? Great, then you've come to the right place. Join me, Melissa Ronda, fearless and forthright weight loss expert who helps busy women ditch diets, stop eating their feelings, and take their power back for good. Well, I just talked to myself for about a good 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I was what I thought reporting, recording the podcast, and it cut off two minutes in. So I hope this time I nail it. Maybe this one's going to be even better than the last time. We're talking about blame. So I'm going to go ahead and blame Mark Zuckerberg for this. I'm just kidding. Mark, I love you. I'm sure I hit a button accidentally. So welcome to Honestly Melissa live podcast. Today we're talking about the blame game. And I want to share something with you. So earlier this week on my brand page, the um, the honest way, the link is in the description box if you are listening to this podcast, I put this quote up and everyone loved it. Happy people continually evaluate and improve themselves. Unhappy people continually evaluate others. Oh, man. You guys loved that one, and I loved it too, and so I decided that I was going to do a podcast about blaming versus taking responsibility. If we haven't met already, I am the fearless and forthright weight loss expert who helps busy women lose massive amounts of weight while eating food that they actually want to eat, which is key, right? I am a true crime fanatic, podcast junkie, and a lover of all dresses with pockets. Since launching The Honest Way in 2014, I've led clients to weight loss totaling over 17,000 pounds and counting. But even more important than that, they keep it off with skills they continue to implement, which is so, so important because we can lose weight, right? It's keeping it off that matters. And I was a little sluggish too recording this, which I wasn't recording. I had just eaten my lunch, and normally I like to um, record my stomach. I feel more on my game, but I had to finish a workout this morning, and so I ended up eating lunch, and it was super delicious. So I'll tell you about it. I had a chicken teriyaki bowl that was the bomb and it had roasted red peppers in it and it was so stinking good. I've been eating out for the past couple days at networking events and I thought, dang, it's just so good to eat my meal prep food. And in the show notes of this podcast, I have my six-week weight loss boost for you. It's just 127. Um, This is going to get you all the way through the end of the year. This program um, provides you with weekly meal prep guides for the next six 
weeks, girl. So you can have all this food sitting in your fridge waiting for you just like I did today. And you know it's going to serve your goals. And like it's such a busy time of year anyways, you might as well work smarter and not harder. So if you are interested in that program, go ahead and click the link in my show notes for that. Um, but let's get into the blame game. So anytime I work up notes for this podcast, I love to ask myself the same question that I am asking you, which is when is a time that you have blamed someone else instead of taking responsibility for your actions? And I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of blog posts and social media stuff. So I'm really doing a lot of writing. And in the past, when I would write about my ex-husband, <sighs> Stay with me here. I would say things like, he is unemployable. He's a heroin addict. He loved to lay horizontal on the couch. His family is certifiably insane. He was an unengaged parent. He's a deadbeat dad who owes over $100,000 of child support, and he's a no-good SOB, right? Man, that laundry list, he is a no-good SOP, isn't he? But here's the thing. Here's the pill I had to swallow, ladies, and this is what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm going to give you three steps to walk you through this process, and it's so important. We'll get into that. I placed blame instead of taking responsibility. Here's the truth. I decided to marry him. I allowed it to happen. I knew I shouldn't marry him, but I married him anyway. And what's worse is I babied him because of my own insecurities of being left. I thought I couldn't do any better. I thought I didn't deserve any better. And so I created a monster and I stayed and I tolerated it because here is the truth and here is what has been so hard for me to get is that we teach people how to treat us. I used to just assume that everyone else knew, but that's not true. Even the people that you love the most, you have to teach them how to treat you. And so I swallowed this pill because taking ownership gives you permission to heal. Blame is very painful. It comes from a place of being a victim. And how do you feel when you feel victimized? You feel violated. It's disempowering. It means that life is happening to you and that you have zero control over it. And when I think back to some of my least favorite human beings on the planet Earth, they think that things just happen to them. He did this to me. You don't see the situation that he put me in. Well, you don't understand. You didn't have X, Y, and Z. No, girl. You've got to take control back. Because when you can do that, that means you decide what your life looks like. No one's doing it for you. When you've got control, you own it. You're not going to tolerate shit, right? 
So how do you do this? How do you go from like, how did I go? I think that's a good question. How did I go from, cause, cause I think listening, you'd say, yeah, he really is a no good SOB. Right. But I had choices in the matter. And when I can really sit down and think about that, it gives me a lot of power. So there's three things, there's three steps to doing this, whatever your situation is. Think of a time, think of something that's gnawing at you that you blame someone else for, for the way your life is or whatever. Number one, observe it from an outside perspective. I love the saying, it's hard to read the label from the inside of the jar. And I think that is such a great quote. And I think about that all the time. We get blinders on and we only see things the way that we want to see them. And I was thinking about the movie Scream. I don't remember the character's name, but the guy that used to work at the movie theater, he is laying on the couch and he's watching a scary movie. And I think he's drunk. So that's probably part of it, right? But that was his choice, <laughs> right? That's he has to own that. But he's laying there and he's talking to the TV. And then the guy with the mask on is coming up behind him with a knife. And you are sitting on your couch screaming at this guy. Go, how are you not seeing this guy with a freaking knife? How do you not hear this guy coming, right? How did you miss that one, buddy, because it's an outside perspective. So journal in third person. Take yourself out of the equation. Look at it as maybe your friend would be looking at, or maybe somebody a little more neutral, just a stranger. Just lay out the facts, because what will happen is you will start to poke holes in your story. My story. I could have left, right? Well, that's hard, right? I have little kids. Oh, man. So what? Life's hard. I made the decision to marry him. I've got control over that. So I was able to poke holes in my story. Look for warning signs that you missed. Think about times that you didn't listen to your gut. You knew. You knew that about that person. You could just tell when you met them but you ignored your gut. Write that down. Journal about it. Because when you can acknowledge these things, you now have permission to take action next time. You can know what you will do differently. You know the saying like, first time is shame on you and the second time is shame on me, right? So you got to learn your lesson and chalk it up to that. You know, that's really what I do. I share my stories with you. That's what my business is, as I share my struggles and then I turn them into something positive, into a lesson to be learned. Um, and, and that's really, really empowering to do that. So you really have permission to do that. Number two, extract something positive. So, Sometimes it's really, really difficult, especially if you're the guy on the couch getting stabbed. I think he survived. So that's a positive, right? So sometimes it's really difficult to look at a positive. And sometimes we absolutely are victims. We're victim of, of crime, right? Um, that's not what we're talking about today. I think we all know that, right? 
we're talking about situations in which we really could do something. We're not talking about being violated, right? But in this situation, extracting something positive from what happened is that this has made me the woman that I am today. I love who I am today, and I am so freaking strong. And if I had it really, really easy, and if I had a great first husband, maybe I wouldn't be the woman I am today. And I most certainly wouldn't have my two gorgeous children. And by the way, my son did get one fantastic thing from my ex-husband. He is great at math. So my ex-husband had one redeeming quality, and my son got it. Hey, we extracted something positive, right? Now, if he were a drug addict but still insisted on seeing his children, he could have really screwed my kids up. He hasn't been in their life four or five years. So, you know, things are actually better that he's gone, right? So instead of going, ah, I don't get child support. Oh, he doesn't see his kids. Well, what was me? I'm like, hey, you know what? There is absolutely a silver lining to this. This is going to help you really, you know, you have to dig deep. But once you can do that, it really helps you change your mindset. The last thing we're going to do, number three, eh, right? Forgive. I'm still working on this one, but not in the way that I think. I have so much anger inside from a lot that has happened to me. And I used to think that I was angry at my ex-husband, but I realized I'm angry at myself. I realize that I could have made better choices. I realize I could have listened to my gut. Oh man, right? But then I remember I did the best that I could with the skills that I had at the time, with the experience in life that I had at the time. Um, and so much of that is really, you know, you've got to just chalk it up to, that's just, that's life, right? And that helps to go back to number two, which is there's a silver lining there. There's something good that came out of it. But the bottom line is you can't go back. You have to move forward. You must move on because life is happening whether you are standing still in victimhood or not. So you might as well process this shit and become a stronger person for having lived through it. You have permission to live an abundant life, but it takes ownership. You play a role in your own life. So when you think back to that situation, that woe is me, how can you flip the script on that? How can you look at that story and say, what did I miss so that I know next time? And yes, it happened, but well, this one good thing came out of it, right? And learn to forgive, whether you have to forgive that other person or you have to forgive yourself. But there is nothing that will eat away at you like anger. So you've got, you've got to come to a place of understanding with either that other human being or with yourself and forgive and move on. Because life is happening, whether you are standing still or not. 
So I hope that you have enjoyed the blame game today. And think about a situation where you can take responsibility for your life. And, and we'll talk to you later.